Hello and welcome to the Gen Up podcast. I'm Jenny Tomei. I'm a qualified nutritional therapist, personal trainer and eating disorder coach. In this new podcast series, I'll be giving you advice on topics surrounding eating disorders and disordered eating. So each episode is inspired by the kind of questions I get asked all the time by my community. You want to ask me anything, you can find me on Ask Gen Up on TikTok and on Instagram. Hello, and my name is Hayden Wallace, and today's topic is all about the amazing work done by nutritional therapist, personal trainer, and eating disorder coach, Jenny Tomei. Jenny's here with us now. Jenny, how are you? Hi, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you here with us. So let's just go straight into it then, um, talking about um, your work in eating disorders and um, kind of um, the, the wonderful work you're doing there. What got you interested in um, sort of nutrition and becoming a therapist? Yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> um, I've always loved fitness, so I've always been in, into sport. So um, that's why I became a personal trainer. I really wanted to help um, other people and motivate other people and give them confidence. So I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to become a personal trainer. And that's what I did. I started to become a personal trainer. And then, you know, I was really fascinated with um, nutrition, obviously having um, recovered from anorexia as myself um, as a teenager I suffered with it and then I learned all about the body nutrition and I just wanted to know more and then from that I decided to um, uh, become a nutritional therapist and study it even more because I wanted to eventually help people um, with nutrition and eventually eating disorders as well. Okay, that's really awesome so I guess um, moving from like training to nutrition and therapy did that help you a lot having that background in sort of physiology and such yeah definitely I mean with sort of personal training work that I still do now most of it is obviously it's 80 percent nutrition you know it's 20 percent you know your fitness is so, it that's the, um, that's the key that's what that's what I yeah expect. yeah <laughs> trying to get slimmer as well and Christmas is around the corner and and uh I go on runs but it doesn't seem to be doing enough <laughs> <laughs> no yeah the, the nutrition is really important that's why you know I started to get clients who are really struggling with, you know, with their diet and their relationship with food. So I wanted to be able to like offer more help within that area. You mentioned there that you struggled with anorexia um, as a teenager. Sort of tell me about that if you don't mind. Um, it's obviously probably quite personal, but um, yeah, tell me sort of, I guess, like how that began and um, the process and sort of the, your experience with that. Yeah, sure. So uh, it all happened when I was about, well, I just turned 19, I guess. Um, uh, where I lost a lot of weight, it will happen like most uh, background of like emotional abuse and bullying at university and, and things like that. And I was always quite um, a shy sort of person. And I think I suffered with my confidence back then, and my esteem, my self esteem was you know quite low. And um, yeah, like I really sort of suffered quite badly. And then I just I just dropped a load of weight, and there I was with a BMI of fourteen point five. You know, so it was it was very drastic. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think it's um, really interesting how you mentioned sort of that kind of started in university or, or at least that's when it like really took its toll. And I think lots of people aren't really aware of like just how difficult that can be and the repercussions and the, the impact that can have on you. You probably weren't expecting that when you were going to university. That's probably the last thing you thought was going to happen. So, yes, yeah, certainly was. I didn't expect that to happen, no. Um, but I think even before I went to university, I think my eating, just, you know, I was so it slightly became a little bit disordered, especially when I was in sort of sixth form. I think I I put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed in exams. And I think I dealt with that by, you know, 
restricting my sort of food as something to control. And I think a lot of people, especially young people, will relate to that as well because it's the only thing at the time that I thought I had control over. Um, you know, and I also saw another you know, student of mine that her eating habits weren't the best. And I think I picked up on that and then it all just started kind of from there. And, you know, that's why I'm really passionate about the early intervention because that should have been picked up or that should have been addressed. I should, you know, I should have spoke about it then. Yeah. I was going to say, that's really interesting. Like you mentioned not necessarily like having an eating disorder, but just experiencing or showing signs of disordered eating. Mm. What's, what's the difference there kind of in those, in that distinction? So yeah, disorder. So I see a lot of this on social media. So it's really important to get these two terms right. So disordered eating is sort of you know can be anything from you know, chaotic eating or you know just feeling depressed and not wanting to eat, um, generally skipping meals, not prioritizing your meals. So it's that's when your you know eating becomes slightly disordered, um, you know, and it's not connected uh, with shape or weight concerns, whereas an eating disorder is. So they're connected with you know, shape and weight eating disorders. Is it quite often then that sort of um, disordered eating turns into an eating disorder or is it not, not necessarily going to happen? It depends. There's no one single cause of an eating disorder. So there could be many things. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that must've been really sure. tough. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I think back then I should have learned how to effectively deal with stress or anxiety because I, I suffered, suffered quite badly with anxiety and, uh, and still do, but I just know how to manage it better now, you know. Back then I didn't know how to manage it. Yeah, no, and it's hard. And yeah, I certainly remember um, being that age as well and, and no one really talks, talks to us about it at least. And uh, yeah, I can, no. I can imagine <laughs> like controlling your food and, and at least having that, sort of feeling of control um, probably feel, felt quite comforting in a way yeah it did feel comforting and quite you know makes you feel like you've got some sort of power or control over your life and I think that's what I felt like you know gave and even anxiety I didn't even know what anxiety was back then that was never spoke about yeah it's crazy we've come a long way I think in the last yes sort of 10 or so years <laughs> so we definitely good, have but, but more to be done and certainly the work you're doing as well um, is, is exactly part of that um, that that um, progression in that. Um, I imagine as well working with um, people helping them overcome eating disorders and and such, um, they must really appreciate sort of your experience that you've had with anorexia. And is that useful for them? How do they feel about that? Yeah, no, definitely. Because I think you know they feel like you know they're like oh this person gets me, they understand me, they know what I'm going through. And- you know, I've got a lot of empathy for my clients as well. And I think, you know, that's, uh, I understand what they're going through. And I feel that people just, just want that. They want someone, you know, who's going to listen to them, understand them and be able to, you know, empathise with them. I can put myself in someone's shoes very well, I feel. Yeah. And I, and particularly for um, something that's a mental health condition, I think that's exactly the kind of help someone needs, which is, someone that can understand them right on an emotional level um whereas a doctor or a medical physician just sort of almost like an like a mechanic you know sees a problem and then tinkers prescribes does a bit of help there but um yeah that's i think that's wonderful that you can provide that kind of more personal and um it gets more to the to the to the heart and to the emotions 
um, which I think is the help that people need, uh, particularly. Yeah, and no, I definitely. I mean, we're, I'm trained at the National Centre for Eating Disorder, so there, you know, we do a lot of, we do a lot of lifeline work with clients. So we start, you know, we you know, look at when they were born up to their age now, and we go through their lifeline and see, you know, what's going on, what were their triggers, uh, and you, you learn a lot about the person that way. So you really go in depth, even to their like history and background and stuff. Yeah, like that. definitely. <laughs> In doing a bit of research, if I'm not mistaken, eating disorders is the highest death rate for mental health conditions, psychiatric conditions, Anore- is that correct? Anorexia. Yeah, anorexia, yeah. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. And then particularly, I think, in the context that it affects, um, or the large group that it affects is younger people. Yes. I mean, since COVID, I've sort of seen an increase in the kind of the 13 to 16 um, coming down with it um and anxiety is on the rise as well um so I think definitely there needs to be more done for like how to cope with anxiety for young people because obviously anxiety is linked to anorexia as well um yeah yeah that's just it's really striking and um a very somber statistic I guess in fact and thought and um yeah I guess that's that just makes it all the more vital kind of um bringing up these issues and, and the work that you're doing um, and speaking of that work, so you started GenUp, correct? That's correct. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me a bit about that, kind of how you got started with that, and um, I guess what it is. Of course, so I actually started GenUp during lockdown because um, I was seeing, you know, eating disorders were on the rise, young people were suffering, and I really wanted to do something to give back. So I thought, you know, oh, now's the time for me to come out with my own story, even though, you know, at first I never thought I was going to um, because a part of me felt ashamed about it, um, but I don't anymore. Um, you know, I think coming out with my own story was a very big deal for me, um, but I was willing to do that in order to help others, and that's why I've done it. And uh, Gen Up is all about my own recovery journey from anorexia because it certainly, you know, it wasn't a straight road. It went on for many years. And um, that's why I started it, because I wanted to provide hope um, to parents, students um, and educate teachers um, as well. Because I feel like getting into schools and educating teachers and doing workshops um, for them, that they're paramount in spotting the early signs of an eating disorder. So important. Is that kind of what you want to focus more of your time doing in the future? Uh... Or you want to steep, still do personal training? Yeah, so I think I'll obviously do, I'm doing part-time with personal training now. So I'm not a full-time trainer anymore. So the, the eating disorder work that I'm doing is definitely where my heart lies and my passion. So I definitely want to be doing more of that and, and helping young people you know, and parents and teachers. Um, and that's what I see myself doing. You've um, partnered with um, Pulse Social, yeah. with GenUp, and doing these eating disorder workshops. Tell me a bit about that and sort of um, why Pulse Social and um, how do those two um, enterprises kind of relate to each other? Yeah, no, definitely. So um, with Pulse Social, we want to do uh, sort of workshops for um, sports clubs like corporates and also in uh, the UAE. So looking to do workshops in things like Abu Dhabi and Dubai because, you know, I'm passionate about raising awareness of eating disorders out there because unfortunately they are, are on the rise. So that's something that we want to do together um, with Pulse. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, 
as well and you know sharing the same sort of goals wanting to make a difference um and also pulse is involved with a lot of sports as well so i thought it'd be really good to like target sports clubs for eating disorders in sports um because unfortunately they you know they are on the rise you know people who regularly participate in sport you know, are at risk you know, sometimes are at risk for eating disorders so raising awareness around that as well so we thought it'd be a great combination to you know partner up and do some great work together and so the workshops themselves consist of presentations is that kind of the format um so it's go well live workshops uh whether that's online you know uh, preferably going in face to face and doing workshops and things like you know like, uh, sports clubs, corporates, and I think you know starting off with um, Zoom uh, workshops as well, targeting the UAE, and eventually hopefully go out there and, and deliver um, live workshops out there and, and spread more awareness out there to the students within the schools. I guess the hope is that what you teach doesn't isn't just useful for short term, but that teachers that are listening and students are listening take that on, tell the friends or whatever and learn about it when they become parents if they're a student and um, stuff that they can remember right yeah no definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah the workshops will you know will be about obviously spreading awareness talking about my recovery journey educating um you know students around nutrition I feel like education is so key uh I firmly believe knowledge is power um education around nutrition is is you know is massive especially with eating disorders and um, yeah really excited to get that going <laughs> yeah yeah and as well being in schools and, and uh seeing younger people as well um and telling them about your story I think like like you say you know as you said that took you maybe a bit of time to um, come out and say that um without feeling like ashamed or feeling confident enough to say that um but I think probably from from when you do that and share that with other people I'm sure there are there'll be other people that haven't told anyone that they're going through and struggling with an eating disorder um, but probably because of what you say we'll come out and, and try and get help for it or confide in someone else um, and so I think that's probably like a maybe you won't even know about it but like an unknown benefit that could come from that yeah no definitely that's what I hate to do and sort of you know say that it's not easy to admit you know I, obviously I was very much in denial that I, I had an eating disorder but you know, once I admitted it and I was like, okay, yeah, I, I have this and I'm going to get help. I don't want to be like this anymore. This is, I don't want to waste my life. I want to get better. Um, as soon as I came to that conclusion, I started the recovery journey and then, you know, I worked from there, but it's never a straight road. It was never sort of, you know, I didn't wake up one day and I was like, oh, I'm going to recover. <laughs> it was, you know, I had to work hard at it. <laughs> recovery is hard work. So, you know, it's just having, I think having a support network is always really good. People to help, you know, support you, encourage you and um, is, is essential. I think that's something that I was lacking in my recovery. I didn't you know, really have that. Um, I lost quite a lot of friends as well. So it was really, I found it really hard. But I think what kept me going was, especially like my goals and wanting to recover, wanting to be better at sport, wanting to have more time for my friends and family. So focusing on, you know, sort of, you know, your recovery goals. And I want to be able to spread that message to young people as well. Um, they, have, they have a choice and um, recovery is always the best choice. How did you get to that point where you um, said to yourself, enough is enough? 
Well, in all honesty, I didn't actually get to that. Well, in all honesty, so what happened was I was I was prompted into therapy. It's, you know, um, my partner, my ex-partner at the time who I was with, um, actually, you know, said to me, you know, you 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 have an eating disorder. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> like, what? I didn't. I was just so in denial. And, you know, he he was the one who motivated me to go in. So he literally held my hand and took me to the actual, um, the Morsley Centre. Uh, and yeah, and it was what I needed, um, you know. And I think, you know, at the time, in all honesty, I think he, you know, threatened to go or leave me. And at the time, I, I that was the worst thing for me. Um, you know, I think it's, I, I was weighing it up. And in the end, he was more important to me than the eating disorder. So that was the reason why I decided to recover. Wow. What's, what's some advice then, I guess, like parting <laughs> words of wisdom that you would give to someone struggling with an eating disorder? I think it's really important to talk to someone that is going to understand uh, and to know that it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, you are not weak. You are not broken. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, yeah, talking to someone who you feel you can open up to. And that's the first step. Um, because I remember when you know I came out of the Morsley and I had all my sessions um, I didn't see myself as fully recovered I actually you know I made a bold decision and just sort of up and left for Australia because that was another thing I was just like you know I'm done with this so I want to travel like traveling was a goal that I wanted to do as well um, it was something that I was really passionate um, about doing and the anorexia always stopped me from doing that um and I just thought you know what I'm going to book this flight I'm going to go and that's what I did I was you know quite drastic but I sort of did it and I and I went and that's what helped with my as soon as I went out there I started to meet new people I gained my confidence back uh and I was like you know it just really helped me and I opened up to like just a few people out there like we we're just like so many people were like you know that were there like going through their own struggles when they you know you know, if they were traveling like something happened in their life or you know and I was just like oh, you know what? I'm going to say what's up with me and I just you know told like some some person that I'd known for like two or three days and it was actually like really therapeutic um just to like talk about it because it turns out like you know he was going for his own issues um so that really helped and like, as I started to talk about it and tell more people it just got easier and then it made me feel like okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm normal. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just going through this. It's fine. I'm going to get over it. No, that's amazing. Wow. And um, <laughs> that's so funny that you just up and left Australia and then uh, went. But that's <laughs> yeah. awesome that you, that you did that. And, and that's the goal that you had. I found something that was more important to me. And travel was so important to me. I was so sick of wasting my life. That's it. Basically. Right, it right. Like, you know, and I think that's what I hope, I hope young people listening to this today will be like, yeah I'm gonna choose something different for myself yeah definitely that's um I think I think that's the best advice they can, the advice they can have and um as well listening to your story it sounds like other people like you mentioned you know having a support group and, and other people um were, were crucial um in in that helpful recovery and so yeah um I'm sure the work that you do will uh help other people to reach out to their loved ones and close friends and try and find some support um where they can because um yeah as you've proven 
nothing wrong with you and, and no shame. Um, but anyone can, uh, can get through it and, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's a bright future yeah. ahead. No, definitely. Just take it one day at a time. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. Just accept how you're feeling in the moment. Breathe and move on. Tomorrow's a new day. That's what I always just say to myself. <laughs> well, that's good, good, advice. good advice for, for anyone. <laughs> so, yeah. You just got to keep going, especially if you suffer with anxiety. It's like your mind is like, boom, you know, you just, your thoughts are all over the place. It's being able to calm that down and, you know, managing that i manage that better now through like meditation or um uh things like hypnotherapy's worked very well for me actually oh um, really yeah yeah it helps calm my brain down a bit and things like that so um actually my mum recently suggested to me that i should take up knitting so i'm currently <laughs> i'm currently thinking about that right now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah That's apparently knitting is very therapeutic for the mind so Little little stuff like that that can just keep you calm and maybe something to focus on yeah. and help you, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Well, um, Jenny, thank you so much for your time and for talking. Um, and without doubt, your sort of vulnerability and openness with your own story and experiences are, are, are going to be so useful for so many people, I'm sure, um, as they listen to you and what you have to say about um, something that really needs to be spoken of more um i think you know given the fact that as we mentioned it's um it's so dangerous and, and so um deadly um really that um yeah this is something that i think people need to be really um learning more about and be more aware of because as you say you know it starts off with something that's so simple as just uh skipping a few meals or you know trying to try and take control in, in those little ways that could then develop into something much worse so um, thank you so much no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, great to have you. So much for listening to the Gen Up podcast. You can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at Ask Gen Up and on my website at genup.com. If you visit my website, you'll find lots of different resources available there. Please like, subscribe, and share. Mm-hmm.